It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you. And, uh, you know, we have had quite the run here on the show. We had uh, the great George Will uh, on yesterday talking about his new book, The uh, Conservative Sensibility. Uh, Joseph Grenny just joined us uh, for some great insight on influence. And now we get the trifecta. We get the third great thinker uh, right here from the University of Utah, the Hinckley Institute of Politics. Jason Perry joins us. Jason, how are you today? Oh, well, that may be a bit, a bit too much, but thank you very much. Boy. <laughs> you're, in, you're in good company, man. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. It's good to be with you today. Hey, I understand uh, that you are spending some time this week with educators talking about civics. Tell us about that. Well, that is true, and so glad to have a chance to talk about it. This may be one of the longest-running civics programs in the whole state that not many people know about. Mm. It's called the, the Huntsman Seminar in Constitutional Government. Uh, right now, we have 32 of the greatest teachers in the whole state of Utah, high school, middle school, elementary school, that are having an intensive one-week civics lesson. And it is intense, I'll tell you that. Every level of government, they are... Uh, having a chance to meet with, and they are from all over the state. It's a great opportunity. Oh, that's fantastic. And so that, obviously that's in conjunction with the uh, the Hinckley Institute up there. And uh, so tell us, what are some of the things that are coming out of those conversations? I, I bet that's fascinating just to hear across the board from uh, elementary school on up through high school in terms of what, the, what are the challenges in terms of uh, being able to incorporate civics into the classroom in such a way that the kids will embrace it and become part of civics uh, in the real world. Yeah, it's been interesting to talk to these these teachers and to hear their questions because it really has been, you know, one day was uh, all the executive branch. The governor came and talked to them about, you know, the problems that the governor has to take care of, the policy priorities. Then we had the legislature come in. We talked to the Republicans, the Democrats. They talked about their piece. Today we're in the courts. In fact, I'm calling you from the Matheson Courthouse, where these teachers had a chance to sit down. By the end, by the end of the day, three of the members of the Utah Supreme Court to just talk about their issues. And there are two, Boyd. One is about the civics aspect, for sure, which I, I want to address. But they're also talking about the issues that they are seeing in their classrooms. And teachers have a view uh, through through their classrooms that very few people get in the state. So there, there are issues like uh, safety in schools, issues like uh, drug court, which we've talked about, diversion programs, uh, everything that impacts these teachers, they are getting to talk to the experts. And these are the these are the policymakers in the state that you don't don't get to see very often, and definitely not face to face. Yeah, wow, what a what a great opportunity, and what a what a great thing for these teachers to be able to go back into the classroom, and and when they're teaching about the courts uh, and the the judicial branch, to be able to say, well, I happen to ask this question <laughs> to a member of the Utah yeah. Supreme Court. That's an extraordinary thing to do in a classroom. 
Well, that is just so true. And one of the teachers I just talked to is right before I came in to call you said, you know, this this is almost like Christmas morning here uh, for me because I'm I'm going to go back to the classroom and say I asked this very question uh, of Justice Lee or Justice Pierce, for example, and uh, and say this is the answer that I got. And maybe you you hit the right thread too. I'm hoping is that every one of these teachers and these are 32 outstanding teachers. My hope is that every one of them goes to the classroom and they say, I learned from these people, and every one of you needs to understand why it's important and get engaged in this in the civics process here. Politically, otherwise, you've got to get involved, and these teachers now have the tools to do it. Yeah, that That's so exciting and so important. You know, often, obviously, we talk about a lot of the political fallout and uh, a lot of times we're dealing with issues. It's, it's sort of the old story of, you know, do you do you park the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff or do you build a fence at the top? And what you're doing with these teachers and hopefully more teachers will take advantage of programs like this is helping people recognize that, uh, yes, we need to understand all of the components of government so that we can do more in our own communities, uh, build the fence at the top so that we're not dealing with all of the fallout and the negative things at the bottom. Oh, that is just such a great point. You know, so many things, so many times in the system itself, you see the the wreck at the bottom of the hill. But what do we need to do to try to get the guardrails or the fence at the top? I mean, that that is kind of a fundamental premise of this of this uh, seminar we have here. Is there is power in knowing what the levers are and what they're connected to? And mostly out in the in the community, we say, well, how can I even engage in the process? I want that wall at the top of the hill to protect everyone. But who do I talk to? How do I even start the process? And for many in the state, it's like that's that's where it ends because how would you access it? But this is a state where you can you can do something big like that, and you just gotta you just gotta know how to access uh, the people. Yeah, oh, that's that's such a a great insight, and it's so interesting that we had you and Joseph Grinney on today because he was talking about you know, the the models of influence and, you know, how to move those lovers and how to apply pressure uh, in positive ways to solve a lot of these problems. And, and so often we do hear that out in the community of, oh, you know, you can't fight City Hall or you can't change the federal government or you can't influence the governor's office. Uh, but really you can uh, if you know what to do and you know how to do it and are willing to do it, uh, everything can change. That is just so true. I, I think it's really easy to kind of fall into that narrative there that you can't fight city hall. But the reality is that you can. And we have a great voice with these elected officials as well, even though if they feel so unreachable, every one of them needs us to be able to keep their job in some way. And uh, this week has, has taught these teachers, but it's taught me yet, yet again that this is a state where you can engage and you will find someone who will listen. The sad point, the sad reality, though, is oftentimes people just don't because they think that they can't. Yeah, that's uh, that's such an important point. Uh, and I would say even even more so in Utah than a lot of places around the country, you don't necessarily have to fight City Hall. You just have to influence City Hall. And it's being willing to do that, I think, that uh, that makes the difference. Yeah, I mean, and you've done this throughout your career too, Boyd. You're, you're exceptionally good at it too. It is that positive influence. This isn't a need to quote blow up anything necessarily. This is the positive, steady course correction on a few issues 
based on some good ideas. Yeah. You can do it, and you can do it in a very positive way. It doesn't have to be negative like everything seems to be. Yeah, absolutely. If you're just joining us, we've got Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute uh, talking civics in our schools, uh, how we have that kind of influence. Jason, we got just a, a couple of minutes, and so I wanted to tap into your political brain, as I always like to do. Uh, obviously, we're looking at 2020 uh, coming at us fast. The uh, Democratic primary continues to, to heat up. We saw it just in the last uh, 18 hours, we saw uh, Bernie Sanders give an impassioned plea for uh, democratic socialism, uh, the benefits thereof, which I think are few and far between, if any. Uh, you've got uh, Beto O'Rourke has now uh, trained his fire onto Joe Biden. Will that become the trend? Uh, what are you seeing? What, what are the big challenges for the Democrats in uh, deciding who takes on President Trump uh, next year? Well, the concern anytime you have one party eating their own is that they just destroy each other. And that's what we're seeing right now is uh, throughout the Democratic candidates. It's interesting you brought the idea of socialism. That seems to be something everyone's talking about. But the next question is, what kind of socialism are we talking about? And even that, there isn't some consensus on. It just becomes one of those points that starts dividing. If the Democrats are starting to figure out who, who the person is they put forward that can beat Donald Trump, they need to try to do some rehabilitation in that area right now because every single day they're not hurting the Republicans. Right now, they're just hurting themselves, and yeah. that that is really a difficult uh, thing for them to overcome. All right, and just a, a quick 30 seconds. Uh, what does the president uh, need to do uh, as he looks towards uh, 2020 and, and positioning properly there? Well, I think the best thing for the president right now is just to let the fight happen on the other side for as long as possible, and maybe even not say anything for a little while. I think that would be the best counsel. <laughs> be, that, that would require probably a triple dog dare of some sort and, and maybe a restraining device, but uh, we'll, we'll check Okay, maybe out. not likely. Okay. All right. Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the great work up there with uh, 32 of Utah's greatest teachers uh, talking about civics in the classroom. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, boys. Have a good day. All right. There you have it. Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute. Always love to get his uh, insight on these things. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us on a Thursday. It goes uh, very quickly. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow <laughs> with more. And I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day today. Engage, influence where you can, uh, because that's the name of the game. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources And remember, as you go out into the world today, as always, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. J-Mac is next.